Wedding Photographers, and welcome to Wedding Photographers Unite, episode number 89. I'm one of your hosts, Andy Buscemi, also known as the Ranger of Dynamic Range. Thanks, Joel. Yeah, yeah. thank you, Joel. Thank you, Joel, for noticing that I don't have a nickname, but these other guys do. So I appreciate that, man. And now I'm the Ranger of Dynamic Range for at least this one episode. Um, Also joined by, in good company with the mythical legend himself, Mr. Neil Urban. Neil, what's up? Hello. Not much. How's it going? Good to be here. Good. And we are also joined once again by the chatty Kathy of the Hudson Valley, Mr. Jimmy Ferrara. Yeah, baby! Mm-hmm. In the house, rocking <laughs> no, it! No drum roll this week, though. No, no. drum roll. I'm going to try to do something different every time. Guys. I did a visual there, but you didn't see that, but you guys saw it. We really need to, t- to make the show a visual podcast <laughs> because know. there are just so many like little nuances. I mean, not with me and Neil, but just with Jimmy. Just like, look at this guy. Come on. Come on. Uh, <laughs> um, all right. So we're going to jump right into what we've been up to. Uh, so who wants to go first? Jimmy? Neil? What have you guys been up to? Who wants to start? Uh, Jimmy, you can go. No, you go. Okay, I'll go. Okay. okay, you go. You go. I go. <laughs> go ahead i don't have much i don't have much uh i had a very easy wedding this weekend back at a barn that i once mentioned where it's a new place and uh, it's a, just a metal barn and that's it it's a vineyard near us north of, of where we live and the last time we were there it was about 100 degrees and it was um a little warmer inside and this time around the groom had rented a portable ac unit which kind of helped if you're you know, standing right in front of it, of course. Otherwise, it just kind of maintained the temperature inside the barn the same as outside. Wasn't as hot as last time. Still pretty hot, though. And uh, we did that, and outside of a few guests just, you know, oblivious to where we're working and having our station and then standing right in the middle of, like, where we were. It was so frustrating. Um, it was a good day. It was a real good day. Laid back, kind of chill, really cool couple. Um, this place needs some some uh, help, though, with AC and and something else, because on the way there, or a couple of days before, we were debating, like, what the hell is going to go on if it rains? Because it's literally four walls and a roof, <laughs> and that's it. There's no tent, nothing else they have, nothing. Mm. And the caterer had a tent, but if they didn't have that tent set up just from themselves, just to kind of cook and stuff, mm-hmm. I, I don't know. I mean, how do you set up for a cocktail hour when there's a ceremony going on with 100 people? And then how do you set up for reception when there's 100 people in a barn? So, luckily... It was, it was, uh, the weather was fine and the day ended up going by just right. But, um, I don't want to be in that situation because it's, it's, it would suck for everybody, you know? Yeah. Mm-hmm. That was, that was yeah. our weekend. Nice. Neil? Uh, we're in the thick of it now, man. We are, uh, we're shooting like every single day. And if we're not shooting, we're meeting with people every day. So we're, uh, very busy. And, um, I mean, just, just yesterday did an engagement shoot, went home, edited a maternity shoot. This morning, I edited and designing two boudoir books. After, right after the show, I'm going to do an, an engagement session. And uh, I think meeting tomorrow and then a wedding. So, um, And then we just had a, an out-of-town wedding this past weekend where you know it's, it's about three hours away. So we record a, a hotel night stay um, a night before. And a uh, good thing, too, because the videographers actually didn't require a hotel stay and they were coming from the Buffalo area as well and they hit traffic on the way so as soon as they got there they were all scrambling around and but luckily um I uh, we were text messaging back and forth so uh, I was kind of delaying the whole getting ready process for them um so everything did end up working out so um but yeah we're Mm -hmm. just really in the thick of it but enjoying it having fun every shoot's different all the people are different good times but yeah i did i did have a technical issue in this past wedding and the the videographer who i uh who i was working with you know he's he's a really technical guy too and what was weird it was during the first dances my my camera was throwing things out of focus on purpose um you know i would manly focus my subjects and then all, all of a sudden i would hit the uh, auto focus button and it would just throw it way out of focus like it wasn't even close to being in focus it was like 
and it, 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 I thought it was my lens. Um, it was my 50 millimeter lens. And then I threw on my 14 to 24, uh, because you can, uh, get a lot more in focus just in case, but man, it was throwing that thing out of focus too. Then I tried my other lens and it, so it was definitely the camera body. And, um, uh, luckily we, we had dinner right after that. So we spent about a good 90 to 120 minutes, two hours of, uh, of figuring this thing out. And we, we, we tried absolutely everything. We did Google searches. We, we did everything. I don't know if you guys have ever, ever heard of an issue like that. Um, and any, any ideas what you guys would do in this situation before I to- told you guys, tell if you it guys? was taken 20 minutes and I didn't figure it out, I would put that camera aside and that would be, well, I, you know, I'm that kind of person too, but I, I if, if something's going on, I need to figure it out. Uh, yeah, especially during dinner. I mean, if it you is can, time, yeah, if it's so. during dinner. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. 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 Um, I would have done the same thing you did. Well, first I would have popped the lens on off, mm-hmm. make sure nothing got weird in there. The contacts, you know, I know how Nikon works in the little, the little aperture ring might have been stuck or something and caused some weird issue. Yeah. Um, just make sure that it's talking properly to the camera battery in and out. Um, <laughs> after that's the, that's the initial, that's the initial troubleshoot. Okay. The, then was, like was, you said, the change of lens. There was, um, I, I did the factory settings before that. That was like my last resort. And then all of a sudden I'm like, you know, what? I haven't popped the battery in and out yet. And I did that and the son of a gun. It, it worked. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That was the last thing after two hours of of tinkering around with this thing of two guys and uh, who are really technical savvy and uh, Google searches and all that stuff. Stupid battery pop in and out and and what do you know it, it worked. Um, I, I I never mm-hmm. thought that would that would be something that would work. You know. Yeah. I my D five when I first got it had weird issues and it might still every now and then where it says it's like the screen says something and then I'd be like no this is shooting just fine and then it. It clears itself, so you don't really even notice it much. But um, I haven't been shooting with that camera, so mm-hmm. uh, I haven't. I don't really know. But um, like I said, I, you know, I do miss it. <laughs> Nat's gonna hear this, and she's like, "Nope, not touching the camera anymore." Mm-hmm. But um, I, I do, I do miss it um, sometimes. Yeah. But uh, yeah, I would have done just what you did. Yeah, check check you know, out another lens, l- seeing what's happening with that one. It's a little nerve wracking uh, during the first dances to all of a sudden your autofocus kind of goes out of whack and. Like, isn't that like go to, go to manual old old school? Isn't that like the most? We yeah, had such a panic, especially when your camera where, bag is on the other side of the room and there's important yeah. moments happening. You're just like, oh, go run, <laughs> go do something, whatever it is. Um, I've had to run and get uh, something in a pinch. I've never had to stop anything. Like, okay, I did miss a, a briding or a, one of the groomsmen or bridesmaids coming down the aisle because something happened, and I think she was just walking too fast, and I was turning and facing the other way. I was by myself, and then later on, I just said, "Hey, can I get you to come back down again?" I, I I didn't get it quite right the first time, and she was like, "Okay." So after ceremony, I just got low, aimed up high, shot her walking past me. Boom! There you go, done. I didn't make any kind of you know scene of it. So, but, so uh, you so you lied basically. I flat out lied. <laughs> you you lied, and you changed the story from what actually happened. In reality, exactly. you missed the shot of the bridesmaid, and then you go making it up. Make it up, willy and nilly. Same thing with a kiss. With, a, with if you miss the kiss, because they just go too fast. You just <laughs> later on bring them back again and go. Let me. I'm gonna get a close up of you guys kissing. I, I only got the wide shot before, and then you just shoot wide and close and whatever, and then you got it. Hmm. Easy enough. Mm-hmm. Hmm. Yeah. Um, listening to so, uh, Neil's uh, thoughts there, I just have one quick impromptu tip of the day. If you're going to drive into a wedding and it's far away and you're not going to get a hotel, double the time that it takes to get there. And then when you get there, yeah. like I've mentioned on the show before, sleep in the car and then you got an hour to take a nap before your wedding. Just make sure you have your <laughs> alarm set so you wake up in time to shoot the wedding. That's what I do. End of yeah. the tip of the day. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, they they said there were like two or three accidents on the way. It's like, oh man, yeah. especially on a Saturday. That's mm-hmm. you know not, usually not a tra- lot of traffic are out on Saturdays, but yeah, mm-hmm. but and then uh, but yeah, that's that's pretty much it. And and one little thing I, I kind of want to discuss with you guys, which kind of just happened yesterday. Uh, we had a really good meeting with a couple last week, and um, they they wanted a book and. Um, so I, we sent out the contract and an invoice for them to pay online and we ain't heard, hear anything from them. So I, I just sent the bride a, a, a quick text message, just making sure that we got the emails correct. And she's like, oh yeah, we'll, we'll pay as soon as possible. Um, and then everything, everything expires. We, we give people seven days to, to pay and, mm-hmm. uh, the invoice automatically expires and, um, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and nothing. So I was like, ah, should I send her one more text to make sure everything's okay? And then I was like, you know what? 
I'm taking this as a sign that yeah. they probably had a change of mind or maybe money or maybe they had a fight or whatever. But yeah, I just thought I'd let it go. I don't know if if you guys what you guys do in that kind of situation. Yeah, uh, dude, that yeah. that that kind of thing. Like it's like it's on them. You've told them what your policy is. It's like due by a certain time. I literally, I well, I, I want I was going to say never, but I kind of sometimes will. But it's like I ninety five percent of the time, ninety percent of the time. I don't follow up on any little detail. It's like after I've told them what the next step is, if they either choose to take it or don't, you know, like, mm-hmm. and it's like, and it's on them. And if, and if they don't come back, then I'm waiting for the next person that wants to, to, you know, have a better day, you know, working with people that want to work with me, you know, or there's yeah, something I mean, going on. And it's like, I just don't like to put right. myself in that situation. I feel weird. I feel awkward myself, you know, just, yeah, just following yeah, up I back and I'm like, Hey guy. guys, what's going on? <laughs> uh, I haven't gotten this yet. You know, like, you know, but as I say that, I'm in a w- weird situation right now, too, where I, you know, I've been, I did an engagement session with a couple and everything went really great. And the bride is like, you know, we're going to book you, blah, blah, blah. And then mm-hmm. I get an email uh, on the same date. So I contact, contact back bride A and say, hey, want um, just so you know, I got contacted by couple B and, uh, and as I got contacted by couple B, you know, I just want to let you know that it's on the same date. And if you want to go forward things, we got to go forward things. And then, you know, they did. They went forward with things. I sent out the contract deposit and I got the deposit, but still no contract. And so ah. I got the deposit a few days ago, but not the contract. And I sent an email, you know, basically saying like, hey, you know, the contract is part of this, too. And like a couple of days have gone by mm-hmm. and I'm like, OK, well, so my plan right now is I have like a reminder thing on my contract that just basically like every day will like ping them reminder 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 so i'm just gonna have it set like every day send the reminder and if i don't hear back in you know four or five days then i'll take the next step but like you know they're gonna book me but it's still just like annoying like that's part of the whole thing like in order to be booked and i had to get back to this other couple you know yeah so anyway i mean this wedding it would have made the weekend a double wedding weekend so it's like we already have one that weekend so it would have been like a little bonus but you know, I'm not sweating it too much since, you know, I really don't like working doubles. Right. To be honest. I know. <laughs> yeah, I know. And but, I've uh, got more of them this year than I anticipated. And they're all coming up. You so know, I I'll get into I only, what I, Oh, I, yeah, I only have one this year and it's actually coming up this weekend. But, um, but yeah, next year's looking pretty bad for doubles. That's not bad. That's good. That's You're working. You're busy, you know? Yeah. Yeah, it's but yeah. <laughs> I like to spread it out a little bit, you know what I mean? Well, of course. Like... Ideally. Um we have a yeah. few double we have a lot of doubles coming up. We've only had a couple so far. We did uh I well mostly I did. I had a four wedding weekend. I had a Thursday, Friday, Saturday, Sunday. And Nat was with me on the Saturday, Sunday, or maybe all three, and then they got like bigger and bigger. And then by Sunday we were in New York City and we just stayed overnight. But um it was like a small wedding on a Thursday to a normal size wedding Friday. Another wedding Saturday. By Sunday, I was like, I don't really know what's going on. All the yeah. cards are just in the safe, you know. Because <laughs> when I'm done, like I said in the past, I'm not downloading images that night. I'm I'm having some scotch and I'm going to bed. It's like mm-hmm. I don't I don't want to make the mistake of doing something, you know, after the wedding and thinking I did it right and then not just cards in the safe. It's exposed, if you will, if you want to call it that. Nothing I can do about it anymore. So. So now, well, do you have do, now? Do you have that shot of scotch before another wedding the next day? That's that's, no, that's no. a question. Yeah. <laughs> uh, now and then, though, I mean, you know, see, I, I, I can't, I can't risk like a hangover or anything. Like, I can't imagine like being like all foggy like on the morning of a wedding. No, we're we're fine. We 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 uh, we have a scotch pretty much every night, so we're okay with. Uh, okay, so you're used to it. Okay. Yeah. Totally. Nice. Totally. Nice. Cool. Andy, what's up? Um. I am so remember when you uh, my wife and your wife we all went out for dinner and I was like showing you my list of like things I had to edit and I was kind of like bragging I was like oh yeah I've only got like this <laughs> these two three things to edit and yeah now, I think like, you had like one thing on the list so I was like very jealous yeah it was awesome I felt really good in that moment when I was showing you my list <laughs> And like you're since very that day, of, of yourself and your editing, yeah, yeah. So like, how's that? How's that? How's that? Twenty one thousand. Yeah, right. <laughs> so since that day, the, the like the like the next thing on my list. Ever since that day, literally the next thing on my list has been this two day Indian wedding, and I have shot a lot over the last like week and a half too. So I have. Mm. Literally probably like seven things on my list because I shot like four or five times in the last <laughs> couple weeks or whatever. 
and it's like I'm just like feeling overwhelmed. Like and and I've got I'm in the middle of wedding season. I've got like these doubles coming up, and I'm like, I was doing so well. I was doing so well, and now I'm feeling like like I'm like right back in the mix of like where I was in years past. You know, with like, but I'm close. So like that Indian wedding, I took it. I'm and, and it's not even that 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 it's been that difficult to edit that wedding per se. It's that I just haven't had time to to like edit to like actually sit down and edit because there's just been a lot of other things going on so um you know so after after calling where are you at now so are you below so, okay 5, yeah so, so i went from uh the twenty one thousand, <laughs> and then after i would say probably maybe like four five maybe six hours but in one day of editing basically one long day i think i went from twenty one thousand to about five thousand so um so I was working with about 5,000 when I started my second round, and, and I only do two rounds now. Um, so in the second round, I'm, I'm about halfway through the, that wedding, which was on Friday. They had, like, the Sangeet and all that stuff that I was talking about. So, um, so that is, um, you know, I'm, I would say that I'm down to maybe, like, 4,300 now, now that I went through Friday. And I'll probably end up delivering at about, I would even say, maybe 3,000, um, something like that, 3,500 maybe. I could be calling, that high. I don't know. Andy, when you're calling, um, obviously you're in uh, uh, E mode, whatever you would call that, um, in Lightroom. Mm-hmm. When you hit E and you're in like not develop mode, I don't know what it is. It, I know you you're hit the You're in library e. mode. Library That's mode. It. Okay, yeah, not grid. or the, Okay, library. Right. And then you're calling. Uh, there's a I – don't, I don't know where I heard this from, but if you hit caps lock, do you know this thing with caps lock? No. No. Okay. You hit, you hit caps lock. Then you just hit zero – or one or two, and uh, it just self-advanced to the next image. Mm. Mm-hmm. So if you want to get rid of it, you got to hit delete. If you just like it, you hit zero. If you like it, you hit one or two or whatever you want to hmm. start. If it's just okay and you want to yeah. keep it, that's what I do. I just hit zero. But some some photographer was mentioned. They just do one if it's keeping, two if they like it, three and so on. So I just go one 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 two 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 one one and then or zero. And then all, well, zero. No, and yeah, but then all the zeros, which would never start in the first place, just gets rid of right. afterwards, which is another way to do That's it. That's actually probably an easier way to do it than even what I do. It. I should definitely look into that. I think I've heard about that before because what I do is I just have my, my – like in, I use them on a MacBook Pro. So my right hand is on the arrow keys, and I'm just constantly pressing the right arrow yeah, and, then, yeah. and then editing in the ones that I want using the numbers. But I imagine it probably would be faster if you're just – that gets rid of your right hand. I don't know. Then you can maybe drink a drink a beer while you're while you're yeah, selecting. Right? <laughs> uh, yeah, interesting. I'll I'll check it out. Um, but uh, yeah, so that's basically. I don't really have much more other than that. It's just been I've been shooting a lot, and I've had I've had I had a double wedding weekend like the other weekends since that, and I'm just my list is getting longer, and it's kind of a bummer because I was feeling like really good about where I was at, and now I'm kind of just feeling a little overwhelmed with the editing that i have on my plate um so uh but yeah it's, it's even still compared to last year's i'm I, you know the wedding that i just delivered before that i'm about a month i'm about three four weeks out you know on delivery so i so it will be four weeks if i get this thing out on friday i'm planning on getting this wedding out on friday so I'm, i'll be four weeks around but then everything else i don't know we'll see you better have some champagne ready to to pop when you when you finish that wedding yeah absolutely <laughs> <laughs> um okay so uh, ladies and gentlemen, uh, just a reminder that uh, we have an assortment of handpicked information that's relevant to you. But first, just in case you forgot your place in space and time, this is Wedding Photographers Unite, a bi-weekly wedding photography podcast for wedding photographers. Bye, wedding photographers. The show goes live roughly every other week. And while we're at it, please do leave us a review in iTunes. Subscribe in iTunes. I got to check those the iTunes. I haven't checked that lately. But please do leave us a review in iTunes. Subscribe. That's how a lot of people find us. And if you're getting something out of the show, that helps us um, a lot. So please do leave us a review in iTunes. Uh, the stars are good. Words are better. Uh, and then help us help you by sending in questions to info at weddingphotographersunite.com. Or better yet, join us on the Facebook group. Uh, just go to Facebook and search for Wedding Photographers Unite. Uh, we prefer to talk with you rather than at you. Speaking of which, guys, today we talked about um, it's, it's the long-awaited, the long-anticipated we are going to look at our gear bags and talk about all the stuff we have in our bags. Yeah. Except that's not happening today. Right. Um, Damn it. 
Only because I totally forgot we said we were going to do that, and then I got all these questions, and now we got to answer all the questions. So today is a question show because I, I I forgot we said we were going to do that. And I'm like, what do we have for a topic today? And then I posted in the group, and now I got all these questions. I feel like we got to do the questions. So, uh, so next show, next episode. Hey, actually, we'll actually you know, I'm I'm on uh, I'm on iTunes right now, and we get a we did get a new review. Okay, let's uh, go a, for it. What do we got? Star rating. I'm five ready. Star, I'm ready. I yeah, want to hear it. Star rating. Neil, read it. Um, this is very informative. Five stars by Shin L. Bury. I discovered the podcast after meeting Andy recently at a local photographer oh. social night. I can say he is just as great in person as he is on the podcast. Oh. The combo of Neil and Andy make for a great listen. They are very generous in sharing advice and experiences as photographers. They are only outshined by their fantastic portfolio of work. After cherry-picking a few recent podcasts, I started listening from the very beginning. It's been a great experience. Aw. Awesome, man. And that's cool. very nice. That's well, very... Once, once, and once he gets uh, caught up, um, he'll, he'll, he'll start listening to Jimmy on the show. And yeah, man. What the then, hell? Uh... <laughs> <laughs> I, I can see your review. It's like, it's like, the show's great. Andy's great. Andy's the best. Signed, Mandy... Mushemi. You're like, wait a minute, that's a little too close to Andy here. Come on, what's going on? No, no, this is a real person. He's a real person in our area. Um, we, I met him recently after hearing about him for years. Um, so, yes. uh, Well, thank you for the kind review. That's awesome. Yep, absolutely. Um, <laughs> thanks, man. And uh, thanks for listening in. And thanks all of our listeners for listening in. And so our topics today, like, like we said, you know, leave us questions in Facebook and then uh, we'll answer them and we'll talk about them on the show just like we will today. And we're just going to go through step by step on the questions that we got. Guys, are you ready for this question and answer show on yes. the Wedding Photographers Unite podcast? There's that drum roll. Thank you, Jimmy. Um, that was me. That was Neil. Wow. Okay. No, I got the jingle for what's coming up later. I was looking at the questions, you know, so I didn't see the video of who was doing that. Wow, that was a pleasant surprise. All right. Uh, so uh, Andrew Wheeler uh, says, uh, sh- now this is an interesting question. Uh, shooting yes. disabled yeah, sure weddings. Uh, I have one where the groom is dis- disabled and will either um, will be either in a wheelchair or crutches, and the parents are wheelchair bound. Um. Have I have you guys ever shot a wedding with somebody that has been disabled and or not outside of a parent or a grandparent? Yeah, yeah. it's mostly uh, parents and grandparents for me. Yeah. Same. I've mm-hmm. seen a first dance with a dad. Uh, he was uh, in a wheelchair, um, uh, and she kind of did the, on the dance floor with him in the wheelchair, and he kind of watched her and they kind of held hands. She kind of circled him. It was very nice. It was very sweet. But no, never mm-hmm. a bride or groom. Yep, yeah. I, I can't say that I have either. Uh, so unfortunately. Other than, you know, the stuff that you guys just mentioned, like at a reception, somebody's dancing with somebody in a wheelchair or something like that. That's the best. That's the I would, most I have, you know. My advice would just be to not to always try to get down low at the wheelchair height of eyes rather than always yeah. looking down, you know. So your yes, leg's going to get a workout that day. Yes. That is so you know? important. Yeah. yeah. It's the same thing. I mean, not to... I'm just going to say it. I mean, but it's the same thing with like children. Like you want to get on their level so you can, you can see at their level, you know? Um, and you're, you're more of a, of a participant in the kid's world when you're shooting at that level. And on, on a, just, you know, whoever that person is, well, number one, it looks bad, right? If you're shooting down on somebody all the time, or, I mean, it mm-hmm. can look good, but it's, you don't want to do that. You know, you want to shoot the person as the person, you know, as who they are. Um, I mean, the only mm-hmm. other thing that I could really say is, uh, you know, sometimes like when I've shot um, same-sex weddings before, initially when I first did my, my first round of those weddings, a lot of um, people would ask, you know, have you ever shot this before? Um, you know, are you comfortable with this and blah, blah, blah. And, you know, at the end of the day, my answer is always like, you know, with, with the same-sex wedding, like you have to be aware of the social issues that surround that. But beyond that, I'm going to, you know, we're all just humans and I'm going to treat you with love just like I do anybody else, you know? And as long as you have that mentality, um, and you're trying to be respectful and think about the sit, the, the situations that surround people's lives, I think, uh, you know, you're going to be just fine. But unfortunately I don't have any specific recommendations, uh, you know, because of that. So sorry, we couldn't, uh, go further into that one, but uh, good luck and let us know how it goes. And, and yeah, uh, we'd I, love to I, take a look I'd at the de- work. I'd definitely be up for the challenge. I mean, I, th- I think it would be uh, um, interesting to shoot, you know, mm-hmm. to put a different perspective on it. Um, pose people around them, you know. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yep. Uh, Georgia, 
<sighs> Georgia Georgia asks, um, what is your opinion or what are your thoughts on photographers who mainly or only shoot film? This is interesting. I, I This is probably one of the last questions I, I, I thought would ever come in. Mm-hmm. You guys never shot film, right, for a wedding? Not for a wedding. Not no. for a wedding. Right. Yep. I, I, I did have a request I, once. As like a as like a artsy kind of look or something. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, my, I started off in '03. I might have done one wedding in '03 when I first started, and then a couple in '04. Um, I don't know how many weddings I did in '04, but not many. And then uh, I I had both film and digital, but digital was you know crop sensor, probably a D70 or something. And then I had a medium format camera, but then after a little while, I uh, the the I think I got when I got a D two hundred by Nikon. I had two of those cameras. Um, I stopped shooting film completely, but I must have shot. I must have stopped before that anyway. It was just there's nothing wrong with it, you know. If you're looking at the final result uh, and it looks good, if if only I would say the only reason to shoot film if it's if you're doing so, if the film itself is going to be a totally different look than. But if it's just thirty-five millimeter, then whatever it's going to look. It's I don't see the big deal in it. You know, if you're rolling on with like a four by five camera or something big, or even a medium format, and it looks cool, and you got a big fat negative at at the end of the day with it, okay. But I was never a fan of thirty-five. I thought that format was just convenient at best. Hmm. So I don't have an answer. That's it's just it's like I don't. I really don't understand the question too much because another well, photographer let them shoot what they okay, want. So well, what's yeah exactly? So what's your opinion thoughts on photog- on the photographers who do only shoot film like currently? Well, I mean, so, hats off to so, them, right? I mean, I mean for still to do that, but the clients have to realize that they're not going to get twenty one thousand images shot yeah. during during the wedding day. <laughs> um, uh, they'll probably get maybe like what a hundred or two hundred if if that. Um, so, but I mean that's. That's based on the client and what they, what they want. Um, I don't know. It's it's got to be a really niche market, uh, right? For it's, photographers who only shoot film. Yeah. So I think Man. that my opinion on the photographers who only shoot film is um, number one: uh, they may if have put themselves in a position um, to market themselves as people who only shoot film, and it's kind of a cool, yeah, hipster thing to do right because you're it's like yeah man i'm listening to vinyl records right or yeah, <laughs> yeah exactly. i'm shooting film you know and technically uh you know uh, there can be an aesthetic that people claim uh is a is a different look you know than than what we're shooting with digital cameras but the reality it is um <laughs> is that film and i'm just going to say it because i want to create a little controversy but i also think this is totally true uh film has no advantage uh over shooting digital um you know there's there's a feel to it but that doesn't mean that you're going to get better images necessarily by shooting film uh and you know it's just i i'm more of like a science-minded guy you know like i i i I believe in evidence and logic uh to things um but you know, if people like doing that because because it makes them feel good to do it, then that's fine. Go right ahead and shoot film. But but it can be one of those things where if you market things the right way, um, you could build a following of people that like that because it's because it's kind of cool or trendy. Um, but you're you're ultimately creating more work for yourself. You know, shooting film. But maybe you like that, and maybe you want to uh you know uh create something that to, to differentiate yourself in the market which is always a good thing because if we differentiate ourselves from the market you can kind of stand out as some oh that's the film guy you know but i think that's mm-hmm. the only reason really that those photographers are doing that because um from a practical standpoint it's really kind of silly to be shooting film other than the feel of it and because you want to get you know you know get into that now i know that's so a lot of the things i said were kind of controversial however I, in my opinion, factual. So, yeah. um, so, so there you go. Yeah. I agree. No, I, th- I think it's kind of cool if uh, you become like a hybrid. Um, so you only a uh, perfect example of a photographer who does this is uh, Parker J. Fister from Asheville, uh, North Carolina. He always brings out. Well, don't don't quote me on this, but from what I understand, he only brings out the film camera like right. once every, once in a while throughout the wedding day. So he maybe has like a roll or two of film, um, and and he delivers that. Um, 
at the end of the day. So I know he always kind of tinker around with film just because he he really likes he really likes sort of like really really cool lenses, old, some old school lenses on some old camera bodies. Um, he's the only he's the, really the only like well well known photographer that I know of who who still does it. Um, I don't even know if he does it really much anymore because he recently um, upgraded to the Sony camera bodies and everything that he's been showing off lately is from that Sony. Yeah. So who knows if he even does yeah. that anymore? Here's what I, I think know. it's I kind of a gimmick. Really known for that. It's a I think it's a gimmick too. I think I think it's a gimmick, mm-hmm. and I uh, the only as you were saying that Andy, the only advantage I can think of from the photographer's point of view is zero time, not zero, but close to zero for editing because you get the film. You get it processed. You get the proofs. You're old school with the proofs. You probably go. You might just fly through the proofs, and if like it's one like totally out of focus or just nothing, you just throw it away. But then they're getting like ninety eight percent probably of time everything and shot. Money to develop it. I think you end up spending. I know. I hear that. You know, unless you have you know a dark room in your basement, that kind of thing. I, I still do. Even so, just the yeah. time, man. I don't got time to that. Like if I was shooting, I don't. Yeah, the no. weddings that I was shooting right now and doing that. Like, nope. Sorry. You know what I have at home? I have a dark room in my basement. That's how I got started doing all this in the late 90s doing, like, fine art. I have a – I only have one working film camera anymore. All my medium stuff is gone and large is gone. But the uh, I have a little Nikon – I don't know what the hell it is, some 35 millimeter. And I have two rolls exposed, one rolls in there. And it's at least now two years, maybe even three, of that other roll. Just now and then I'll, I'll pop – I'll shoot something, something with the kids, maybe a vacation, hanging out somewhere. Just I just – Pop on a lens and shoot a couple roll, a couple frames of something. Now, when I get like four rolls, maybe I'll throw that into the canister that holds four rolls to develop, and I'll develop it all. And I'll be kind of like, oh my god, I forgot about that trip, or I forgot about that day. Now that's kind of cool because it's something. There's no retouching really. You're getting prints made, and that's it. And that's kind of cool. Yeah, and here, but, here's uh, the other thing too, man. Personal like, thing. Take 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 an amazing photographer, um, whoever you want. Take your favorite favorite wedding photographer, whoever the hell that might be. Okay. <laughs> Imagine that person. And then imagine that you're getting married next week. Uh, do you want them to have uh, a film camera in their hand all day? Or do you want them to have a digital camera capturing the memories all day? Which one do you want? Like, who do you want to hire? With the, the guy, your favorite photographer with a film camera or your favorite photographer with a digital camera? And knowing what we or know as wedding photographers, right? Or what? Or a woman photographer. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> oh, my God. Oh, my God. Lindsay, Lindsay got to be careful already. nowadays, man. We, we already had that conversation. I know, I'm sorry. I'm sorry, everybody. <laughs> We're uh, some, yeah, anyway. No, but yeah, definitely digital, 100% all day. Yeah. And, and like, like, you know, then that's why the thing, like, I think if, you know, if somebody pulls out a film camera, like, a couple times a day, then that's cool, whatever, you know, if they want to get their mm-hmm. jollies on and, you know what I mean, have that experience and feel the images they take it and slow things down. Do you know what I mean? Like, okay, mm-hmm. you can do that, but I would rather you keep shooting and get more images that are great. You know, <laughs> you know, that's just my, I, I'm just, you know, being, yeah, being I agree. Real, you know. You know what I tried once? I tried to shoot a, a wedding. I, I had it like kind of like holstered to my side with a Polaroid camera. Which model? Oh gosh, I don't know. My wife got it for me for my birthday a couple years back, uh, but I had a bunch, bunch of packs of film and everything. And um, you know, I, I did my whole thing digitally, and then all of a sudden, you know, I had the groom pose or the bride pose. I took it with with if my. I, uh, if I give you some, is my it a bellows? Did it have bellows too? No, it no, it was, it, like, it was like a 1970s or 80s SX70 kind or of, something. Kind of Polaroid, yeah. Right. Um, so yeah, the uh, and then once once I got to the church. Oh, that thing's just sucked. It oh, didn't yeah. pick up anything. I was like, okay, screw this whole idea. And I, I never tried be, it um, again. I was a pretty <laughs> badass Polaroid expert for years. And in fact, some guy in California called me one day because I was making Polaroid cameras with a certain Rodenstock lens on like a 450 body to shoot the pack film, the three and a quarter, four and a quarter film, which I shot all the time. So he called me to yell at me because he's like, I don't know what you're doing. You're not a real business. I'm like, I, I, hey, man, I'm making cameras. I'm selling them. Well, what's, your, what's your problem with me? Because he wanted all those lenses that were out there, and he wanted to sell his cameras for way more. So uh, I used to shoot 6.65 film, which shot almost a 4x5 print, black and white Mm. print. And then you get a negative the same size. And occasionally I would bring that out on weddings and then give them the print during, like, reception. Just one or two during portraits. But then that became such a pain because they loved that image so much. They liked the look of it. Then I had to – well, you got to kind of treat the negative afterwards. And then I got to get it. Then I got to scan it. And then I got to add it to the collection. It's like, I'm not doing this anymore. It's just not worth it for the one picture, you know? So like Andy said, yeah, you got this thing on your side or whatever you're doing it. You know what? To me, 
some cool vintage lens that you can get a mount for for your camera and use might just have a similar look and yeah. go from there, you know. Yeah, I agree. Guys, we are, uh, we're two questions in, and the questions keep coming. So this is going to be All a 24-hour right. right. episode. We're just going to keep it going the no, whole time. No, I have time. an engagement shoot in like 45 minutes. <laughs> okay. <laughs> okay, so uh, question number three is from Rachel. Rachel G. asks, when a bride or groom initially inquires about their wedding day via email, what do you typically respond back with or give them initially? Also, after their initial email, if they don't respond back from, from you to you, um, do you follow back up with them or you, do you just let it go? Um, what do uh, you guys think? Well, right now, uh, since our, our, our bookings are – we kind of met our goal for next year uh, of our bookings. So right now, we're, we're, if, if we're available, we're just sending our price guide. If, if they're interested, then, then we'll, we'll – We'll set up the meeting, um, especially since we're, we kind of moved out, out of the city and um, it, and, and our, our schedule is so hectic right now. So it's pretty much serious inquiry, inquiries only, and uh, the, you got to know the serious ones for those who have already seen your packages. I know this is kind of frowned upon and kind of frowned upon myself in, in the past, but right now at this stage of the game, um, initial email, get the price guide so they know exactly what they're uh, – what to expect. Yeah. 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 I do that. I don't have time. I, you know, I don't have time for it. You know what I mean? It's like, especially when things are busy, like right now things are so busy for me. Like sometimes I'll, I'll try and court things or call people and do all that. But like right as of recently, it's just like, here's, this is, you know, the initial email, blah, blah, blah. Are you available here? Yeah. Thank Thanks so much for your contacting me. Um, blah blah blah. Here's my prices, or, or you know, here's you can take a look at my wedding information right here. And then I set, give them the wedding information. If you want to follow up with me, let me know. Thanks so much. And then that's it. And then if they don't follow up, don't care because because I'm gonna wait for somebody else that does. You know, like like I don't, I just mm-hmm. don't have time to like um, follow up. And the other thing too is I think that it looks better not following up. You know, like and sometimes I'll send that information, don't hear back for a week, and then and then you hear back, and they're like. Hey, sorry, Andy, that we haven't got back to you. We'd definitely like to meet you. Blah, blah, blah. Can we meet? Blah, blah, blah. Um, and it just looks better than if you were like following up with them. And, you know, it's like, yeah, I agree. It's like, I don't, I just, so I don't do it at all. I don't follow up with them at all. It, it's it, mm-hmm. in my, in my world, it's all about my turn, your turn, my turn, your turn. It's your turn to do something if you want to take the next step. And I'm not going to baby you on that because if, because if I need to baby you on that, I'm going to need to baby you on a whole bunch of other things like leading up to your wedding day. Your wedding's going to be a pain to shoot. So, uh, so follow up on your own terms, people. And then I'll love you and I'll shoot your wedding and we'll smile and laugh and take awesome photos. But if not, I'm not going to baby you. All right. So there you go. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Agreed. Um, Okay, so Nelson says, bright, sunny day portraits. How do mm. you generally tackle them? That is a, Ooh, that can, that's a question that goes in many different ways. I got, I got an answer. Joel says, yes, please. So, um, Absolutely. What do we do? It's, it's, and man, oh, yes, it's please bright, is in the like, tackle the question. Like, yeah. Oh, like, tackle yeah, the question. Let's hear, okay. Because yeah, yeah. so, I'm, I'm like a yes, please give me sun. Yeah. So, because I want those shadows. Okay, but, but Neil, though, it's, it's noon. Mm. It's noon mm-hmm. or one oh, o'clock, yeah. and the sun is like real as high as it can go. Like like I'm talking mm-hmm. like the sun is beating mm-hmm. beating down on my head, like straight in the middle uh-huh. of my forehead. Okay, <laughs> so Neil's beating straight down in the middle of my forehead. There's no there's no there's no buildings in sight. There's like a few trees here and there, but it's like the worst harshest sunlight, and my eyes are all filled with shadow. Um, what does Neil Urban do in that situation? <laughs> well, no matter I, I, I don't know no no matter what it's. I don't know. You're not really going to be outside at 12. You're usually going to be in a church nope. or inside I, no, no, of a hotel nope, room. Nope, nope, no, 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 no. It's this 12. Is bold. The sun, no, the sun's no, right no. In the middle of I've my never. Head. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I've been there. Been no, there's, there's, always, there's always some kind of direction. Always kind of make sure that it's backlit. Um, you know, do, do seek shadows if you want to. But, man, try, try and find the shadows of, of the harsh shadows that, that create like a pattern. Um you know, when, when you're posing people, just kind of point them up towards the light. And I don't know you can, you can really, really get creative. Um, so don't, don't be, don't be scared of, of sunny days, really. Um, test and test them out. Like, uh, have, have like a family shoot or uh, an engagement shoot, uh, during a bright sunny day, like middle of the day, instead of always aiming for sunset. Um, so you can practice a little bit or practice on just, you don't even have to do it on a paying client. You can practice on, on anything. Um, uh, you know, 
if if you can't see shadows, then so I don't know. So yeah. So so for me, when I find myself in that situation where the sun is high, right, and the sun is bright, and there's there's no clouds in the sky, it's just all bright, bright sun. Um, so. I used to like really try because what Neil said is usually true. Usually it's not directly above. I was just trying to be a jerk in the way I was asking that question. Usually, no, I know. usually, and <laughs> usually <laughs> in some way there's usually, even if it's just a little bit, you can kind of see where it's going to be backlit or where it's going to be coming from the front. Um, and so you kind of have to look for that. And sometimes um, backlighting, you know, can help, but, but you, you want to get off a little bit to the right and left and realize that the smallest little difference from the right and left when you backlight, even if it is a harsh day, um, will do something. But a lot of the times, this sounds crazy, but um, a lot of the times when you have bright sunlight and you're shooting like a wedding party or something like that, uh, sometimes it actually totally is fine to put that sunlight, use it as a light source, totally use it as a light source. Um, and it might look, you know, the shadows might be kind of harsh and that kind of thing, but as long as there's some kind of direction to it, I typically will not have a problem uh, shooting with uh, like a wedding party in particular right into the right into the camera, especially if you shoot with a long lens, like shoot with a 200 lens back up. And uh, and the thing is, is that those the sky ends up looking amazing, right? Because the sky ends up being this like a dark, deep blue kind of thing because you're using the light of the sun. Uh, to, yes, as, you have to as expose a light for the highlights. Yes, hugely important. Mm-hmm. This actually, that's I usually underexposed by a lot. Yes, that's what I think. That's the biggest comment that you could make when you're shooting in harsh sunlight, and that's your only light source. Um, you have to expose for the highlights, and then be creative with what you're shooting with those highlights. So if you're just working with the bride and groom, and let's say it is twelve o'clock and the sun is terrible, like well make the have the bride like look up to the sky like put her on an angle to the side put put like a hand on a hip and she's looking up towards the sky you know on a profile or something like that and then the light source is is where you want it to be in terms of like where it's hitting her on the face and then all and then all the background is going to be like dark and beautiful right um but Mm -hmm. the light source falls on her exposed for the highlights on her face and then everything else becomes magic right but you you know it almost looks like a studio look you know what i mean if if you're if you're using uh like the light as a main source, it almost looks like you're using a studio uh, uh, lights mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. when you when you underexpose like that. It looks really really dramatic. I love it. Yep. Um, and look for the shadows when you're when you're working in bright daylight, and the, and that's the main source. Like the shadows are fun to play with, and like how you're going to put one person, like a bride or a groom, versus the other. Um, where the light's going to fall on the face is an important part of that. So think about where the light's going to fall on the face. That that's. And, and then move the person's face, even if it and then kind of create a pose around that. Um, mm-hmm. But you kind of have to be a little bit creative with what you do when you when you have that, you know. Um, but you always have to be thinking about what's the light source? Where is it falling on the face? Um, and then go from there. But, um, you know, another I'm just thinking realistically, though, like if you can, if it is bright sunny day portraits, if you can find a place that's all shade, if you just want clear, you know, clean shots. Put them all in shade, but watch your background so that your background is also in shade. Because if you put people in shade and the background's yeah. bright and sunny, it looks like crap. Never looks good. Mm-hmm. It's not a good look. Not a good look, people, when people are in shade and the background is all bright and white. You know what I mean? And and, and you get these yellowish, green, bright tones behind people. It's not a good look, people. So uh, so if you're going to put people in the shade, try and put the make the background shade as well, even if it's some trees in the background or as much as best you can You know, in, in the yeah. provided situation. Mm-hmm. Jimmy, anything else on that one? No, uh, I agree. Everything you said, perfectly fine. You got to, if it's time for, like, where this, the, the bridal party or family or anything, um, you know, I'm not too artsy with family at all. At, at zero artsy with family. Uh, bridal party may be a little fun. Couple, I, everything. Um, if it's just a couple, I'll shoot, having them face the sun, um, and then and then backlit and then uh, I don't really do like light on one side. That's a little weird. And if you have an assistant, and you have a reflector that'll help fill in shadows a bit. Um, it'll or it'll a help. Pro photo B one. Yeah, I'll get all that. Good point. Um, if, if you have the sun you know, in then, your hands, you could just yeah. you just create light with with as as God would with the sun. You know. But that reflector, the reflector is not going. Even if it's forty two inch, isn't is only going to do so much. It's not going to. 
it'll cover maybe like half the body up from a decent distance away. Um, we were doing that this past weekend with a, a sunset shot with a couple and uh, look great. And, um, you know, the re- results is, is not night and day, but definitely a different look rather than rather than having them in front of the sunset exposing for somewhere in between sunset and couple. You know, you, you just you can't do it without an extra light. You need a reflector or you need a, a really strong strobe to bounce to hit light on their faces. But um, that's about it. I mean, it all depends on time, too. You know, how much time you got with a couple. Hmm. But you guys said it all on that question. Definitely. Lindsay Daddario. Hi, Lindsay. Hi, Lindsay. Her and I were going Hi. back and forth on a thread. Did uh-huh. you see that, Andy? No. Today? Okay. On the question <laughs> thing? Or something else? Uh. She said something about something, <laughs> and I said along something the way of uh, Andy something, calling something all incorrect. those images. Oh. And then I said something. She's – I don't know what – it's on the thread oh, somewhere. I, I forget. But then I ended it, it like – um, I don't even see it anywhere. It's on the group, yeah. And then I ended it with saying, um, uh, thank you, Lindsay. I agree with you, and uh, I'm, I certainly hope that you don't have in your contract an all-day wedding photographer like you still do, Andy – and because she said I did do that until I, I was doing the rehearsal dinner and at midnight they say well we'll see you tomorrow at 7 a.m. she's like whoa she's like well that's what time the makeup starts and this, you're all day right and she goes uh, yep and she worked maybe a, I don't know 18 20 hour day something no like that. she that's said something total crazy. nonsense uh, I would never I would never no way no way so your contract I mean, Andy all, all day doesn't it I mean, yeah no it's, it says full day wedding coverage and, and I tell them at my client meeting that that means from 45 minutes before the dress goes on until events have wrapped up at the reception I say that every time so okay. well, I'm, I'm just, just the lawyer would say to you don't put that down give an yeah. actual hour to hour I'm, I think you know what I uh, you yeah, know what I actually do want to do hour, yeah. you know what I do want to do in in the contract I actually I want to add to. I want to add a section in my contract that says full day coverage. Full day coverage is defined as forty five minutes before the dress goes on until events wrap up at the reception. Okay, fair enough. But what if there's a, a Viennese hour, or the la- or the last hour they want to do a, um, a then spark I stay. or exit? Then I stay. Okay. All right. My my okay. whole day, I mean, my just, whole day it might is territory up, based. Yeah, you know, my here, my whole day ends up being. You know, dedicated to that wedding. You know, like I agree. if it's a full, if if they're paying me for my full day package, because um, I do my lower package is just eight hours coverage. But once they go up to a full day co- package, then you know I have no problem dedicating a full, you know, ten hours, twelve hours. If it, I, I estimate ten hours, it almost always is ten hours. But if it ends up going eleven hours, whatever, who cares? Yeah. You know, like like I'm not gonna. I don't worry about that. Okay, I don't Fair know about enough. you guys, but we're getting brides more and more requesting um, coverage during makeup and hair like like one bride she was getting ready at like 4 45 a.m and to me that's just ridiculous, that's ridiculous. for a 12, 12 o'clock ceremony um so I'm she sure. wanted it like as soon as possible because it was done at like a makeup place mm-hmm. um and that's it, just insane so that's insane. hey we, we had it on our contract it's up to 12 hours so if you want to start at 6 a.m we're stopping at 6 p.m Unless you want to pay extra hours, which, you know, 400 bucks per hour, not a lot of people want to do that. Mm-hmm. So, you know, uh, so yeah, I got, I got to have it in there as the hour now instead of that full day stuff. Hmm. I did have a little bit, I had a wedding a week or two ago and I said what I said and I said, um, you know, I usually start about 45 minutes before the dress goes on. Where are you getting, where are you putting the dress on? And she's like at my mother's house. And I'm like, okay, great. I'll be there about 45 minutes, you know, before the rest goes on. He's like, oh, can we do the makeup shots before? And, you know, I, and I was like, and I said my thing and I was like, you know, I used to do that all the time. I would show up at the, at, for makeup and it just ends up being a lot of shots without girls, without makeup on. And, and you could kind of see that like, this was in person. Like we had this meeting in person. You could see her face kind of get a little sad as I was mentioning uh-huh. this, even though I mentioned this when we first met and did over one other contract. And then you could kind of see the look on her face. And I was like, but, you know, it's full day coverage. And if you really want it, I'm happy to be there. And then I just did it. And, you know, I, and so but the thing is, is because I said that she was actually kind of respectful of, you know, I said, well, let me show up towards the end, you know, like so that I'm, when I get there, I'm not there for too long. So I showed up and I was only there for maybe like, you know, 15, 20 ish minutes or something like that. And that was actually kind of fine yeah. because those shots are fine. If I'm there and, and it's respectful of my time and it's just like. 
I'm going to grab a few shots of, you know, like when the lipstick goes on and that kind of stuff. Like, cool, fine. But um, it's just when it goes on for hours. There's just no point to that at all. There's no point to that at all when it goes on for hours. But Mm -hmm. um, so as much as I want to be real here, you know, when I'm talking on the podcast and I'm saying all my stuff, when I'm I I am faced with these situations and when they come up, I got to, you know, you got to be for the client. And, you know, there's always a give and pull, push and pull on a lot of these things. And and sometimes, you know, you want to treat your clients right. And that's what you do. (laughs) That's what you do. Um. Okay, so right, we didn't cover her question. Well, we we, we, didn't, we didn't even talk about the question. I know. All right. So what was the question? The question. It's good. Did, Lindsay, did we even Lindsay read Lindsay it? Yet? We no. just came, we just said Lindsay Daddario, and all that all that happened after we mentioned her name. So oh boy. Um, okay. So do you mind? This is what Lindsay asked. Uh, do you mind? And, and this, I man, I'm literally thinking we might have like one or two more questions right now, uh, just in terms of time. But yeah, um, I'm, I'm good until four thirty. Um, it's four o'clock right now, so it's up to you guys. Okay. Well, we'll see how it goes. All right. So, so Lindsay asks, uh, do you mind aunt and uncle Bob's, uh, tips to subdue them? Wow. We're going to really like, uh, go in and just like, I mean, you could do a pillow over the face or something like that if you want to. Um, yeah. no, I'm just going to, so no tips to subdue them before they become an issue. <laughs> uh, let's be real. Guests don't read or adhere the unplugged wedding signs. Very true. Um, so do we mind the aunt and uncle Bob's? Um, is there anything that we can do to, to deal with them? How do we deal with them? What do we do? Do we just not care? Um, what do you guys do? Well, we care. Um, right. yeah, I, I, here's how I handle it. Um, I tell the bride and groom a few things. One is that if it, it – this only happens when you're in an area where there's other people. Like you know, guests are there. It typically happens <laughs> after church when the family who is going to be photographed is there right next to you with their phones getting the same goddamn thing you are with your nice off-camera strobe and, and umbrella and whatever you got nice to soft the light. And they're there with their phones shooting group vertical, of course. And then I just tell people, I'm like, people, please, you got to give me space to get this done. You're going to be in these photos. I guarantee you. Oh, so I'm Jimmy's answer is just be become better. a prima donna about it. Just become a prima donna. I do. Hey, hey, give me the space here. You give know, me right? some space. Yeah. Yes, I yell at him. <laughs> but once I tell them, everyone's more than welcome to have every image I capture that we're, ca- that we're doing here today. Then they kind of get it. And then they go on. I sometimes joke with them and be like, if they're, ta- they're standing in front of me and, and the group is there, but they're just they're not paying attention. They keep yapping away. I'll look at the couple and be like, you know, the TikTok motion to your watch. And then they kind of get it. And then I'll say, people, uh, free drinks is right behind me. The, the faster we're done here, the more those drinks are in your hand. And, and then they kind of get it. Um, but you got to lay the law right away. You, you can't let like an Uncle Bob be over your shoulder the whole day you got it right from the beginning yeah. like look I, I you can do what you want of course but you got to give me space i'm hired today to do this um and i'm crazy and i might just knock you <laughs> I'm, I'm just i'm a madman when i shoot and i'd say that too yeah that's that's how that's what i do i've uh, i've generally become just like whatever happens happens and i'm gonna capture things as they are and i'm here to document the day in those moments and i'm not here to control those situations and whatever it is it is and i'm just shooting it however i say that and then sometimes I have somebody come right in front of my face in the wrong time, and I and I and I need to capture the shot. I, you know, it, only if it's real, real bad, I'll go up to somebody and I'll like tap them on the shoulder and I'll point. I'll, I will point, and I was like, "Get back in your seat." Like, I, like I, I will sometimes. Uh, yeah. But only when it's like real bad, you know, or if, if there's somebody like standing in the aisle that's like a guest that like just should not be there. Um, you know, even. Even at, you know, that Indian wedding I shot, like, and that's a completely different ball game, and everybody's doing that all over the place, and oh, you yeah. just kind of have to roll with it. But there was, like, one dude there that was, like, was, like, a step beyond it, where he was just, like, standing just, like, in the, in the worst place, like, at the worst time at the ceremony where, like, I had to get these shots. And he was, like, directly in the way, and I, literally, I had to go over there and tap him. I was like, dude, move over. You know, like, you have to move over. Like, I, I have to get these shots. And so only in the worst kind of situations will I do that. However, as I'm reading this, um, Lindsay's Daddario's comment that she follows up with infuriates me. Um, It just literally infuriates me because I had a situation very similar to this happen. And I wanted to literally, dude, you know how I am. Like, I try to be nice and I try to love everybody. Dude, I wanted to punch this mother. I wanted to I wanted to kill this guy. (laughs) All right. So so and it just so anyway, let me read read Lindsay's story first and then I'll explain my thing so 
Lindsay said, uh, I'm an embracer too, personally, but it has definitely been intense this year, and some of my portfolio-worthy shots have been aunt-uncle issues. When I notice a potential problematic person, I make friendly small talk and try to work in some words of encouragement to keep a little distance. Absolutely. But sometimes they come out of nowhere. I had a woman come right in front of me as a processional was starting, and I gently said, please feel free to take as many photos as you'd like, but just try and keep to the side of the pew if possible. And she literally turned around and said, I could try, but that's not going to happen. Hmm. Hmm. What? Usually That's people are just unaware me. and very accommodating, curious how others embrace. Dude, that uh, that pisses me off that, so I, much. It does, like, right? Like it that does. just like, oh, my God. Like you are just not even a human at that point. Uh, just real quick. I'll keep I'll try and keep this very quick. So I'm in I'm in uh, Maine doing a first look with my couple and we're literally on the coast of Maine. And I have planned this thing, and I set this up. I, like, scouted the location the night before. We're on the rocks in this beautiful location, and they're going to come up and do this first look on the rocks, right? I have the groom out there facing away. The bride is literally walking to the groom. Bride is walking to the groom out on the rocks. And this dude and his girlfriend come ripping through the scene, just, like, walking through the scene, right? Which that part is fine. And, and the bride was walking. She was literally walking, but it was kind of a far walk. I go up to this couple, and I look at the guy, and I'm like, hey, man. And I said, I said it exactly like this. I said, hey, man, if you don't mind, you know, I've got this, this bride coming. You know, she's walking right up. We're doing a first look. This is the first time we're about to see each other. If you don't mind, if you could just, like, head over here, I'd really, really appreciate it. Said it almost exactly they were, like They that. weren't guests, obviously. No. They were just – it was a public park, okay? Okay. He looks at me, and he says, hey, did you pay for this spot? And I'm like, no. He's like – well, hmm. you should have been. Yeah, I paid for it. Get out. Like he like, dude, I wanted to the look on oh, this dude's face. Him. I wanted to punch. Oh, my God. But the bride was walking right then and there. She was she was about to do is the first look and see that. And dude, I wanted to kill this dude. Like like that just has like no respect for like somebody's wedding day for for what the hell is going on. And there was no reason that he needed to be in this particular part of the rocks rather than somewhere else. Like, I, I, dude, if, if that was not a first look situation, I didn't have this bride, I don't know what I would have done. And I'm never, I'm like the most nonviolent, you know what I mean? Like, like all peace oh, and love well, person no, in the world, you know? But like that, just, <laughs> oh my God, I wanted to kill that dude. I literally <laughs> wanted to kill him. See, this is where you per- pull in some reverse psychology stuff saying, oh man, thank you so much. That's very kind of you. Um, you know, I, I really appreciate the help on that one. Just, did you make him feel pay for feel this bad spot? And then he looks at me like an, like a, like an, oh my God, oh, man. Oh, <laughs> uh, and if you could, and it's, it's so much worse <sighs> if you could see this dude's face, you know? Oh, oh, anyway. Uh, so yeah, you can try and be an embracer, but then those things happen. So, but I even I it, I, recently when I had my Sony, some other dude at a wedding, uh, guest had this, uh, the seven, the AR, the one, the older model. Him and I were talking. It was it was the first wedding I rolled in on with my with my Sony camera. So I was talking to him a bit about lenses and stuff and advice. And but he kind of shoots video mostly. So that was different. And I have had that camaraderie with people with Nikon. They're shooting. They're getting nothing. And I'm like, I'm like, oh, what lenses do you have? Just went on the downtime. But only to the people who are never getting in the aisle, getting in the way. Um, <laughs> a couple years ago, I had a, a wedding. I was out with a couple, and I think the mom wanted to follow me. The aunt or something? No, it wasn't mom. I think the aunt wanted to follow me with the with um, uh, with with us walking around shooting my time with a couple. And I was by myself, and she is behind me. And she's like, "I'm like, oh, you you can't come with us. This is for me only." She's like, "No, I won't. Be, I won't be. I won't be in the way. I'll be by my." And I turn around. I go, "No!" Like a like you would to a dog. <laughs> and she stops dead, and then turns around and walks away. I was like, "That's it. You got you got to be firm." sometimes I'm like, "There's no way you're going to follow me with the camera whatsoever. No way." <laughs> I don't care what camera it is. <laughs> Put that thing away. Downfight them. Downfight them. Because back. we're going to pay back. the price. Yeah. <laughs> bad ant. Bad ant. Bad guest. Down. <laughs> you know, we're the ones going to be blamed, so, so, and so that's just not going to care <laughs> that's after, right. in the end. Just basically treat them like dogs. Treat them like you're training dogs, you know? Ah, okay. Yeah. Okay. That's a symbol. The, the Andy symbol. The mm-hmm. techie issue here. Mm-hmm. He's fixing it. But it's all taken care of now, right? 
So yeah. do you guys, uh, we have it in our contract about these uh, these guests that get our, in our way, and we go over it in, in person, too. Do you guys have, have that part in your guys' contract, yep. too? Mm, yes. Yep. Okay, good. We talked okay. about it on the contract show, the one you weren't yep. part of. Yep. Hey. <laughs> um, Obviously, um, I didn't listen to it. <laughs> um I don't know. Right, that kind of covers else. that question, was, though. I mean, you, yeah. my advice is you got to be firm from the start, yeah, and lay mm-hmm. and lay that law down. Like you know, if you're not, if if I'm not around, I don't care what the person does with the camera with a couple. Go right ahead, take, see if they're the couple's really going to get pulled aside if, to take a photo. They're like, no, I'm staying here with my guest. But um, you know, I move fo- so fast; these people don't I even know, stand too, a chance. You know what I used to do when people were doing group shots is I would just get my widest lens possible and get this wide shot, like just spread them out. Like people spread out, you're all good, so that no one could do a shot around me because they they don't have a, a lens wide enough. And, yeah, they uh, got to go into panel mode really quick and then yeah, right? do that. <laughs> most of the time, though, it, most the, that what I said before typically works because they, yeah. they want to be guests. They don't, you know. I know they want to do a couple click click look where I am at a, and post it really fast. Fine, but mm-hmm. um, anytime I see like a real camera get pulled out oh my god i forgot about this years ago i'm by myself starting out i this woman had a nikon something or other she was really annoying me and i'm young at doing this i don't know what to do so all prep she's like shoot 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 like she just come in and shoot some stuff she walked away i was this close to formatting her card on her camera i would thought about it i'm like i could format her card on her camera and she wouldn't even know anything happened i didn't do it of course but i was i was tempted to to be like andy like punching someone like i can't believe what she's doing every time i'm shooting she comes right next to me or right after me and shoots the same thing and and be like oh wait no no stay there bride i want to do the same thing what's what's hilarious is the conversation we just had about punching people in the face (laughs) when you continue down the thread is what that conversation i didn't know that that's what was that what they were saying really um yeah but if you keep going down that thread scrolling as you're basically had the same conversation back and forth about punching the person (laughs) That we just had, which is hilarious. Um, yeah. So uh, let's do one more. And okay. then, uh, so, and then that's actually before I ch- kind of chimed in. So that's perfect. So uh, Joel says, um, I've second shot about five weddings in the past, and I'm shooting my first wedding as the lead photographer this month. Is there any last minute advice? A lot of advice, right? <laughs> yes, it's way too broad of a question, Joel. <laughs> way too broad. Um, uh, it depends on be, what you know. What does Joel know? Yeah, There's a prerequisite point. to knowing what Joel, Joel knows. and Rebecca. Oh, could, Joel. This could be also Rebecca. Yes, it could be. Oh, like good, shared, good point. It's um, like a shared account. Yeah. Uh, how about we go around and give one advice? Okay, that's probably a good idea. We do. I'll right. do one. Jimmy, you want to start? Uh, my 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 advice is. Um, Stop chimping. Don't chimp. D- uh, take the picture. Look quickly. Exposure. Keep moving. Don't constantly shoot. Look. Shot, shoot. Look. It's gonna make the couple feel uh, like. Is this guy know what he's doing? <laughs> yeah. You don't agree with me on that. Is that the best advice for somebody new? Uh, well, you know. Besides, make sure you got gear ready and every batteries are charged and you know all that stuff. That's, I think. That the, should be I think given. new people are gonna have to chimp like a little bit more than the A little is fine. You know. But, Every shot, constantly looking, constantly looking, is going to look bad. Okay. Not, we're not here for you to critique my advice, Andy. Well, we're going around well the table. that's what's happening right now. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Neil, got a piece of advice? Yes. Uh, between now and then, listen to all 89 episodes. Yes. So <laughs> you take, if you take about... The- 89 hours or maybe that might even be 100 hours because sometimes we go an hour and a half just listen to all those episodes and then um, start right now yeah and then you should (laughs) be able to do it as long as you have you what's today today's third wednesday thursday if he's shooting this thing on saturday he's got the time he just needs to dedicate his life to the show that's all he's got to do double team double time (laughs) Um, oh man (laughs) i don't know i gotta i gotta think a little bit more this is so important. I mean, my always my advice is get make sure you're prepared like a day or two before, yeah. so you're not scrambling around the day of the wedding. Uh, so you can just those, just relax. Don't don't do anything like don't party or anything the, the night before. Just have a nice dinner. Just relax. Just go over things. Go over the day. Have notes prepared. Um, know the families. Know the locations. Have everything spread out on Google and all this stuff. Just be really, really prepared. I mean, I think that's just the best advice I give everyone who's about to shoot their first wedding. Uh, 
So don't don't have scotch before hey the night before. <laughs> so um, my advice is, well, let me just uh, the one thing I always tell new people is I hope, and I'm sure you probably did, but this is my advice is depending on if you said this or not. Uh, I hope that you basically like the the client that hired you to photograph this wedding knows where you're at. Like they know how many weddings you've shot on your own, right? And then as long as you've been honest with that couple, you know, like with like where you've been at in your business and how many weddings you've shot before and, and all that, as long as you've been honest with them, uh, then I think that uh, the main thing that, that I think all of us as wedding photographers could do that, that especially applies when you're when you're new is at that point, as long as, you know, you have a consistent level of work and people, they've looked at your work and they know what you've done and what you haven't done before. Uh, basically the only thing that you can do is the best you can in the provided situation. I say that all the time on the show because it really is. So, so, you know, do the best that you absolutely can, you know, to, to do, to do the best work that you can in the situation. And then try not to get overwhelmed with the rest because it'll be very easy to get overwhelmed and you probably still will anyway, even with this advice. Um, but just realize, but just do the best that you can in the situation and, and let, and, and that's all you can do. And as long as you've been honest with them, you know, you might not hit every shot as somebody that's that's starting out as a new photographer, you know, or a new wedding photographer, especially. But maybe you'll you know, you'll you'll still be able to do a great job for them and get and get the things that really matter along the way. And uh, just kind of like the other little piece of this is try and uh, back up as much as you can or like be redundant as much as you can have backup have definitely have a backup body if one camera fails what's going to happen if one lens breaks what's going to happen if one um this is i think a lot of the new people kind of don't think about these things but technology fails so when it very possibly does right what's your backup plan going to be if and when it happens uh so just i would think that would be those two i mean i gave you two things but i would think maybe those two things can be helpful uh you know do the best you can in the situation and don't blame yourself beyond that as long as you've been honest with your couple. And then the second thing, just try and be re- as redundant and back up as much as you can. You know, be, ha- make sure that you're shooting a camera that shoots two card slots, have backup bodies, have backup lenses, backup mm-hmm. batteries, backup equipment, um, backup flashes, and uh, and then do the best you can in the situation. Now, I don't know about you guys, but when I first started, I was so nervous. Um, I used to go to rehearsals just to get to know the people again. Mm. Um, talk to the family members, get to know the family dynamics, talk to the priest, know the rules, all that stuff. Now I, I don't even bother with that. I don't even, I try not even talk to the priest beforehand. Um, <laughs> but, uh, but I mean, that's what I used to do when I first started out. I used to scout the locations around the same time of day that we were going to be shooting, even though the light would be different, but at least I had an idea. Kind of had a shot list of what I wanted to do. I mean, cause I was, gosh, I was just so nervous, but that, that set my mind at ease that, that, made me comfortable and confident on the day of the wedding so um could always do that too if you're really really nervous mm-hmm. yep. good good advice guys Chance, so. that is going yes. to wrap up episode number 89 for this week this goes by so week. quick doesn't it i know it does but, but it's fine yeah um we will next episode uh do a couple things uh, f- finish up with the other questions that we get or anything else other questions we get in that post and then we will do and not forget to uh, do uh, what's in our camera bags and just kind of look through uh, our bags and kind of talk about the gear that we're shooting and why we're shooting it it's kind of cliche but we've never done it on the show once after 89 episodes how fitting will it be to do it on episode 90 hmm. um, so uh, we will catch you guys back next time for that and uh, look forward to it uh, Neil where can people find you Neil Urban, N-E-A-L-U-R-B-A-N. Just Google that, and it'll should take you to my website, blog, social media pages, all that good stuff. And Jimmy? It's jamesferrara.com, F-E-R-R-A-R-A, at jferrarafoto for any social media. And my name is Andy Buscemi. The last name is B-U-S-C-E-M-I. Uh, follow me on Instagram or my personal Facebook page. Uh, there is a business page, but I haven't touched that in months. Uh, Thanks, everybody, and we will catch you next time. All right. Peace out. Bye. Wedding photographers. Unite.